Hey everyone, this is Sari. This is Fawaz. This is Leon. You're listening to the M4 Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the M4 podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel movies and metal music. What's up, guys? How you been? Good, man. How's it going? Good, good. You know, uh, just uh, working on some interviews, transcribing some stuff. Uh, one of them went up on Pure Grain Audio today with Vincent nice. from the Acacia Strain. So if any of our listeners are into that, just a uh, shameless plug right there. Leon, what have you been up to? Uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> nice. Taking- How's that? Uh, it's taking over my life. I I was I weighed the options of you know should I play this while <laughs> recording or not, but I think I need my attention here. It's too distracting, so, man. You're just gonna be a zombie. You're gonna be like, yep, yeah, yep. So I agree with that. Yep, sounds good. Flickingly, like break out into cursing. It's because you're playing Call of Duty. <laughs> if we hear like a fuck, 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 that's basically <laughs> like wow. He's he's really uh, invested <laughs> in the subject. Cool, cool guys. I and um. We're going to start with our Marvel segment, and um, definitely, I think all three of us have been digging into Daredevil season three. And we're not going to talk spoilers. We're not going to. We're not going to go like this. Is just skimming the top of and a general consensus of how we've been enjoying enjoying it so far, regardless of like what episode we're in. So, Fawaz Leon, what do you guys think? Fawaz, do you want to start? Like uh, general impression, no spoilers. Yeah, absolutely no spoilers here. Be on the lookout for a one-shot where we uh, go in deep into Season 3 like we did mm-hmm. for the second season of Iron Fist. Uh, last time, Sari and I, we only did the one-shot, but this time will be all three of us, so be on the lookout for that. We should record that in the next few weeks. So going back to the main subject, uh, Daredevil Season 3, I'm up to Episode 9, and honestly, it's not Season 1, but it's in my opinion, it's far more consistent uh, in terms of quality, story, characters. It's miles ahead of season two. I think really season two, Sean, because of this Punisher and the introduction of the hand. But I think somewhere along the the way, the writers and the showrunners were somewhat confused as to what direction they should go in. And I think the show lost focus with season three, you see them just really just focusing on one storyline, Fisk returning to the scene, the introduction of, I guess we could say this because it's out in the open, the introduction of uh, Bullseye into mm-hmm. the, 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 well, not just the Daredevil universe, but really the Marvel universe, right? So, and a really cool interpreta- reinterpretation of the character, not the kind of maniacal villain that we're so used to seeing in the, in the comics, but he's a little more well-rounded. He's, far more complex. And I got to say, I mean, you do see already characters making a transition from where they were previously. So Foggy is starting to stand up a little more and shine a little more because I think it was easy to make the argument that he was kind of, you know, hidden behind Matt's shadow as a lawyer. But now that 
Matt and him have completely separated and he's they're doing their own thing. Foggy's starting to come out of his shell and do his own thing. Uh, as for Karen, she's less annoying this season. What can I say? <laughs> uh, she hasn't cried as much, so that's that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good thing. So uh, I'm really looking forward uh, to finishing the season. There, uh, okay, I'm a fanboy. Daredevil is my favorite character and my favorite show in the, in the Marvel Netflix verse. So I'm, I guess I am biased, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, there hasn't been a dull episode for me so far, and I'm looking forward to finishing it. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with a lot of those points. Um, I know we talked when we were um, kind of speculating on this season. We did talk about like Bullseye and how he he would be interpreted. And I'm, I'm, you know, I remember saying like the Netflix show creators have a good way of like reinterpreting villains for for um, the Netflix series. And I remember bringing up Jigsaw from Punisher as a as a prime example of you know how to handle a kind of maniacal cartoony you know typical comic villain mm-hmm. and you know um it's good to see that my hopes and kind of what i was expecting for for bullseye was met and then that's just some all that's all i'm going to say um uh before i i go into my other thoughts i just want to give uh lee on the floor to kind of uh, how far have you gotten and then what do you think um so far? i've got short and sweet response here because i've only seen the first episode um I had the uh, luxury of coming into this without uh, watching the Defenders at all. So I'm a little bit lost. I mean, they kind of recapped it a bit. I watched the recap because it's also been, what, like two years since season two or so. Maybe longer. I don't even remember now. But um, it was the first episode back. It's kind of It was kind of slow. It didn't really catch my attention much. But then it wasn't until the very end of the episode where they brought in this character and like I at first, like I'm thinking, like okay, who is this guy? Like, is he tied to you know, is he a major Marvel character? And then by the end of the episode, like they kind of fleshed. I kind of got an idea of what where this was gonna go, and so I like that. And so I haven't gotten further yet, but I I'm hoping that you know it'll pick up speed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna say you're definitely in for a treat. I don't want to set the the bar mm-hmm. too high for you, but um, so my situation was. I was um, watching it with my girlfriend, and I said, all right, we're going to watch this together. You know, it'll be nice. And it came out, the day it came out, I had to go to, like, a, a dentist appointment at noon right after my night shift. I'm like, how am I going to binge the show? I always binge Marvel shows when they come out. And then I came home. I slept all day. Uh, we squeezed in, like, an episode here and there over, the like, the next two, three days. But I was so busy over the weekend. But um and she was busy too. And then eventually I was like, screw it. I'm just going to like binge this. <laughs> like, I'll just skip ahead of her. <laughs> and I think I ended up finishing it yesterday. And apart from Punisher, I think Daredevil has been the most consistent like Netflix show where all 13 episodes, maybe like season two, you could say it's a little not, it's not as strong, but I feel like I have, I like I didn't lose interest or I didn't feel dragged on for 13 mm. episodes with Daredevil. Punisher, I know a lot of people feel like it's a slow burn or something, but I think that was the only other series other than Daredevil where I'm hooked for 13 episodes, and this one is just amazing. Um, like Fawaz said, um, I feel like it's a lot more focused, and the characters are really well-written, well-conceptualized. You get invested in all of them very easily because they're written so well. Um, mm-hmm. Action scenes are good. Yeah. Um, character motivations are good um and just from i remember um there was this like talk show interview with the cast and uh, the showrunner uh, eric olsen 
and um he said like a big part of the season is like every every character's fears and like what what they fear and how they work with their fears and having seen the whole episode uh, the whole season it's kind of very true like how their fear drives them what does it make them do what are they willing to do stuff like that but yeah um all the characters are amazing um kind of bullseye um just really happy with how he turns out just a crazy roller coaster ride from start to finish i do agree the first episode was a bit slow but it picks up fast right after that like i even was like wow this is like really slow but they're kind of like i guess continuing you know so you 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 know i'm not spoiling anything but you know at the end of the defenders they allude to this at the start like the whole building has fallen on him so to kind of like i guess someone recovering from that it's not going to be like he's going to get up and, and start walking yeah. you know five minutes in episode one so um they you know it's a slow start but it picks up really fast and yeah i love it it's probably like one of my favorites and yeah, I can't wait to do a deep deep dive with you guys. Uh, you know, when you guys are ready and, and we're gonna go all out on, on every character, every plot point, every every, you know, little detail that we love and, and even dislike I I I'm rewatching it now. I don't think I dislike anything. There's a few minor nitpicks I can think of, but nothing major. So um, Yeah, that's always gonna be the case. I mean, yeah. never like thing is like a perfect season even though like season one to me is like a nine out of ten mm-hmm. for me because there are elements of it that i thought could be improved um i think the biggest weakness for a lot of the shows have been the flashback episodes mm-hmm. uh, every show every single one of them has had them iron fist daredevil uh, jessica jones luke cage the punisher uh, you know, I've yet to see like an, a pro- I think The Punisher was the only show with a flashback episode that was actually good mm-hmm. because it made sense and it all tied in, right? And, um, you know, it seemed like the other flashback episodes and the other shows were just um, slightly redundant. But I will say the flashback episode they have this season, I'm not going to say what it is. I actually thought it was good. Yeah. So we'll discuss that more in the one shot, but I actually think it was good. So. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, as we said, we're going to do a deep dive and one shot episode in daredevil season three real soon uh so that's about it for for um daredevil season three that's pretty much we've all been watching it this week yeah um so we've titled this episode thanks to leon uh real real uh funny kudos to him uh we titled this episode this episode is canceled why why did we name that well news came out this week that netflix is canceling not only iron fist which is I mean, you could say, even though we both liked season two uh, for Fawaz and I, I don't know if, Leon, you ended up finishing it. But um, so that's being canceled. And we're like, all right, you know, sucks, but, you know, whatever. And then Luke Cage, more recently, uh, Netflix has decided to cancel Luke Cage. So this is pretty crazy. Um, There's a lot of speculation of why uh, possible reasons um so i've been hearing maybe since netflix doesn't really release viewership numbers uh people are saying it might be viewership i don't know i feel like i think because maybe i'm I'm a little biased because i'm in the marvel kind of like 
subreddits and stuff. So I, I see like how the feedback is and how many people have watched it. But like in terms of the general audience, do you think maybe, um, I know this for sure that when the first seasons for both shows were coming out back, you know, when, when they were being released, I felt like there was more of a marketing push behind them. And ever since mm-hmm. post defenders, I feel like the Netflix marketing budget save for Punisher, maybe because they had Frank Castle, wanted posters all over castle frank station in toronto which was fucking 10 out of 10 marketing um post defenders the marketing push for these shows haven't been as big even for for daredevil season three three you know um so i think that's kind of not really speculating and more of something like everyone can notice Um, Um, what do you guys think why do you think maybe they canceled these shows or or you know what's what's um, up with that (laughs) Yeah, so like you mentioned at the beginning, I guess, so with Iron Fist, I was surprised and then not so surprised. So I'll start with why I wasn't surprised first. Season one was just terrible. Like, I think that really laid the foundation for the Netflix execs and even some of the heads up in Marvel and maybe even Disney. I'm not sure, you know, who's involved in these these decisions typically. Um but I think Iron Fist left such a bad smell that <laughs> they were like, you know what? It doesn't matter that we redeem the show with a, with, a, with, a, with a great second season. The damage has been done by season one. And even if even if season two was better than what we actually got, I don't think I think we may be in the same place. Luke Cage, on the other hand, that was really surprising. And I don't think the show, I, I personally don't think the show should have been canceled. I mean, the way they left things at the end, much like they did at the end of Iron Fist. Um, I mean, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched it. Uh, Leon, you might want to plug your ears because I know you haven't watched Luke Cage. But they essentially set up Luke Cage as the villain going forward, right? So that's something that, you know, the MCU hasn't really dealt with yet you know like heroes turning to the other side or at least walking so that was the line in the middle you know like or yeah exactly kind of teetering you know exactly yeah and that was like new territory for marvel new territory for disney i guess and something new on the show uh but i didn't think that the show was going to get canceled in fact i really thought season two in a lot of ways was better than season one so when they announced that it was being canceled my initial reaction was, okay, well, is it a viewership issue? Okay, that could possibly be one. You mentioned the subreddit. Maybe not as many people are tuning in, or maybe they don't just they don't feel it's at the same level as, say, Daredevil or even Punisher. Maybe there's not enough action in a show like Luke Cage, because Luke Cage is more... I think Luke Cage is more focused on the character interactions, the drama, the community, um, being a little more socially and uh, politically significant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the other thing that I think could be a possibility, and I think we discussed this amongst us ourselves before we uh, decided to record today, is there a possibility that they are moving these shows? from netflix onto disney's new streaming service Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I so definitely. That's the other thing to consider. Yeah, I was I I was gonna like um, that's that's definitely like something I was thinking, um, and yeah, just we'll we'll definitely get into that just before. I just mm-hmm. wanted to see what Leon like. I, I don't know if you've watched either show or or kind of seen like are you invested or did you like get to see any of the episodes or any of the seasons and like what do you think about these cancellations? Yeah, so I only watched maybe four to five episodes of Luke Cage season one. Um, never went past that. None of Iron Fist. And so coming from the outside perspective of this a bit, I think it's that, yeah, like on one hand, Netflix is like, hey, these shows aren't quite our forte. Like maybe people aren't tuning in. Do you want to take them back? And I don't think that we're going to see the end of these characters. And it's kind of like... I don't know if off the top of your heads or, you know, later on, if you think of anything, like, I don't think there's any been uh, a shared universe where something's been canceled and then like, you know, never spoken of again. Like, you know, you've got shows. It's not, it's not really a, an old thing that we can like look back on. Like the only other one I can think of is Buffy and Angel. They kind of all ended amicably. Like the most recent thing I can think of is like the Arrowverse and each one is going strong and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that one of them is just going to cancel and you know they're just spawning new ones like there's rumors of a new superman show coming out like yeah so i read those so i think it's just a matter of like hey these shows like we don't think the audience is really there for these shows but like here here's them back like i think that's kind of what we're seeing here Mm -hmm. and just just because like just to see from that perspective of like you are a comic fan, but maybe like you didn't watch them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, kind of what is there a reason like you didn't find like just you didn't watch them? Is there like I, I don't know. It's just kind of I don't know. Lately, I haven't really delved into TV shows much at all. I mean, um, the last time I finished a TV show at all was I can't even think of what it would be, but. Um, like I said, Daredevil 1 and 2, I saw all the way through because I was watching it with my mom. Um, I don't think I, I think I watched Jessica Jones alone. No, I watched the first episode of Jessica Jones with my mom and it was really awkward because there was a sex scene in there with her yeah. and Luke Cage. I'm like, oh, yeah. But I watched like... Perfect timing. I, I watched Luke Cage with her too, the episodes that I did see and then just never went back to watching mm-hmm. more but um i just it was just because like you know i'm like hey like this thing's out you want to check it out she's like sure like so i'm sure if i you know like was spending a long time with my mom i'd probably be finishing all this but uh that was kind of partially yeah. it um but like also i haven't been really watching tv as much as i should but mostly I yeah yeah it's just good to i was just wanted to yeah, ask yeah. that just because you know if viewership is an issue it's good to see kind of like the perspective of someone that um, wasn't mm-hmm. like didn't really get to see the yeah. shows, you know. And there's a ton of valid reasons, you know. Like Netflix as a platform, was an, on its own, has so many, so much original content. So when you stretch out that much mm-hmm. original content um, for people to watch, there's going to be instances where maybe outside of a dedicated fan base, the general audience won't really kind of bat an eye towards it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then something about saying Netflix flipped the switch in my mind. Like I just finished Stranger Things, like season two, like two days ago. So mm-hmm. it's been like over out for over a year, and like finally and recently, I was with my girlfriend. Like we should finish this because I've always yeah. been the one nagging to like let's finish this. And then like finally we sat down and watched the last. I think we only got three episodes in to the third to the second season, and then 
So we've just been going through to the rest of them. Yeah, for uh, sure. And I, I find myself like um, binging or just checking out something like, uh, you know, months to a year after it's come out on, mm-hmm. on Netflix. So I think people will maybe always say, oh, it's always going to be there. So there's no point. You know, they don't really, it's not like they're, they have a vested interest in kind of seeing something get renewed. So, um, and yeah, so we're just going to, like, we did bring up that it might be going to Disney streaming service. So, Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that's a possibility. Um, yeah. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of Universal's deal with the Hulk movies, where mm-hmm. they can publish Hulk as a solo movie. They have the rights to do that, so I'm thinking maybe Netflix kind of has like the rights to Luke Cage as a show, as a whole, Luke Cage and Iron Fist yeah. as a whole, as a show, Iron Fist. Uh, but if it's repackaged as say Heroes for Hire. Or, you know, if they want to go with mm. Daughters of the Dra- Dragon, I believe that's the name, um, you know, with um, yeah. Misty Knight and, and Colleen, if if they they feel those characters are more popular or they can do something with that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. They didn't really give reasons for why these shows were being canceled. It's just, you know, Marvel and Netflix both agreed. I did read yeah. a report somewhere that... Um, Luke Cage was creative differences, but that can mean anything. It was hardly well, kind of worth the article. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I dive deeper into that article. I, I know what you're referring to. And so uh, according to the showrunner, um, this is what was attributed to him. I don't know if he's issued an official statement, but apparently they submitted a 13 episode treatment for season three. And the heads of Netflix wanted them to cut back and revise the treatment so that it suited 10 episodes instead, uh, which was not the, 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 the showrunner's intention. And that wasn't the intention of the scriptwriters because they had a story that they wanted to tell in a specific way. And I guess they needed 13 episodes to tell that story. But they went back and they revised the treatment and they submitted it for 10. Turns out, the Netflix execs weren't happy with the treatment, with the new treatment. So it is probably creative dis- uh, differences, but uh, it still strikes me as bizarre that they would cancel it. Why not just bring in a, a new team? Perhaps, you know, thinking about it now, that's per- perhaps more costly. But still, I mean, the, the cancel over creative differences sounds a little odd to me when you could easily bring in a new team of a writer is a new showrunner, and that's something that these shows have done, right? I mean, I don't think, with the exception of Jessica Jones, I don't think a single showrunner has made it from one season to another. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, the Luke Cage showrunner is, is the only one who's kind of like lasted two seasons, but yeah. with Jessica mm-hmm. Jones season three still being the same showrunner, they're kind of like the only one that's had like three seasons worth of, of the character. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think um, with with the whole Disney thing, another good point is like they're gonna have all this original content. With it might have characters from kind of the movies, like we discussed last last episode with um, yeah. Loki and Scarlet Witch. But I think something that it would be cool to have something that's already kind of tried and tested with mm-hmm. characters like Luke Cage and and Iron Fist. Um, mm. So to have them carry over to a new platform, it's kind of like something that's already up and running, and it's not something that people can 
have to like, all right, I have to get invested in something new or, you yeah. know, uh, it's a whole, like, I, they don't know what to expect apart from like whatever shown in a trailer, you know, um, they're already yeah. familiar with characters. They already know how they're going to act in, in terms of like a multi-episode kind of like 10 to 13 episode season. They know kind of what to expect. Uh, whereas even if they do end up adapting these movie characters to, to TV series, is it like, you know, maybe you do like Loki and, and Scarlet Witch in the two hour movies they're in, but are you able to, are they able to entertain you for like a good eight to 10 episodes? Who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely that aspect. Um, do you, listen, do you think, because you, you finished season three of Daredevil, do you think that there's a chance it'll be renewed based on what you watched, or do you think there's a possibility Daredevil might get the axe? See, and it's possible Jessica Jones might get the axe after season three. And well, I mean, like, because we both after season two. we both thought like how you know Luke Cage and Iron Fist, the the the, the direction they went. I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, wow, you know, this is a good step. I can't wait for the next season. Why would they cancel it? You know, so from a from a purely kind of like how the seasons turned out as as a fan, I didn't think they'd cancel it. But then you have to consider viewership. You have to consider critical rating. I think Daredevil season three is really highly rated, like critically on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a really good rating. I'm not sure. I don't think Iron Fist season two and Luke Cage season two. They weren't bad, but they weren't like raving, from what I see. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like general viewership, it's hard to say. Anecdotally, I feel like you know I ask friends who are interested in it, and they 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 haven't seen it, so that's just me. But everyone on the on the subreddit, it's the core fan like audience of the MCU. Um, generally, some people didn't like. I feel like Luke Cage season two. A lot of people, a lot more people liked. Um, whereas um, the general consensus of Iron's Fist season two was that it was improved, but some people didn't like it as much, you know. Um, but that that's that's a good point. Like with the that you said, like you know the endings. So yeah. um, you know of Iron Fist season two and Luke Cage season two. So my last kind of point is like, what would you like to see? Um, seeing how as these endpoints. They, they left such, you know, these big cliffhangers where there's so much potential going forward. Do you think like, okay, yeah. if it ends up going to Disney, will they just brush it over and kind of like get the whole Heroes for Hire thing um, yeah. set up and going? Or will they will they continue yeah. the, 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 the cliffhangers that they left? Because I feel like, the, the, you know, the cliffhangers that they left it on, it, I was, I'm just already invested to see like how they go with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, hold on. I'm just gonna get rid of this insect on my curtain. I don't <laughs> want you to step in. Get the infinity glove and be like insect. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, Leon, go ahead. Where are you at? Why are you so quiet? It's it's hard for him because he hasn't seen the shows, so I I, I don't want to say too much. But but you, but you know what? Leon has an interesting perspective because he is looking at this from a completely neutral standpoint mm-hmm. at this point. So he is coming at it from. And stop me if I'm if I'm off, I'm out of line here. But coming in from a purely from the perspective of a comic book reader at this point, mm-hmm. um, I never was like super into Iron Fist or Luke Cage until I played a game called Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two. I believe it was that they were both introduced, and I was really into both of the characters. I never 
really read any of their stuff but um so when they both kind of got announced i think roughly around the same time maybe for netflix like i was interested but then again like i said never really caught my interest but i think like having them as a duo like a heroes for hire heroes for hire show i think that would catch my interest and i think that would be a better format because you know i i've heard that you know defenders they didn't really write them all together well but you know if you got heroes for hire you've got two characters you know that's seems pretty simple like they can handle that i think and i think there's a good way to maybe flip flip it a bit because you know i think there's a way to make it a bit more lighthearted. like i haven't really seen all of these shows but i've seen mm-hmm. a bit of them and you know daredevil is super intense jessica jones super intense uh luke cage is a bit from what i saw it was a bit campy but it was still kind of like touched on modern topics um but i think that you know buddy cop show like that's that's all you need to do and like it's got you know people's attention it's a departure from what they've been doing um i think that it would be a good move to do that so I want to maybe before we go, we go back to like the original um, question I first asked, like what would so say it did get renewed and picked up and and or whatever, what what would they have to do for you to be like, all right, I'm definitely watching this like as soon as it's out. Um, I mean, <laughs> it probably won't happen either way. Like none of the shows have been like that except for this season of Daredevil. I watched, I think I watched the first episode the first day it came out, but. Um, I just kind of hang back and, you know, wait and see what the reaction is, um, see if it's worth my time or not. Um, I think that's just going to be kind of my perspective on it. Cool, cool. Um, So, yeah, back to maybe kind of like, so with the way both season twos ended for like the last episodes of each each series ended, uh, Fawaz, what do you think they'll do? Will they kind of continue that or, or will they kind of brush it all over, wrap it up real quick, just to kind of do a new, maybe like the Heroes for Hire. What way do you think they'll continue if it does get like picked up again? That's a hard question to answer because I feel like, I feel like the stories could be continued, but I'm wondering if that's possible for them to continue the kind of gritty, kind of rugged, low down feel of the shows on Netflix and then just move that shift that over to the Disney streaming service. I mean, we joked about this last time. I mean, if they can't name a ride after it, Disney's not going to make a show about it. Yep. So, so, you know, like, I mean, imagine the Punisher roller coaster. I mean, that sounds amazing, but I, I don't think that's going to play well with parents who are renting the, who are purchasing the service for the kids who just want to watch Lion King and Aladdin, and then they they switch over like they see in the recommends. Oh, you watched Lion King? How about The Punisher? That's a similar similar territory. Man loses his family, yeah. Kind of like Simba loses Mufasa. Sure, takes revenge, yeah. Sure, Simba does the same thing. Let your kid watch it, you know. So, um, I feel like, as Leon mentioned, if they made something like a Heroes for Hire. I feel like that would work better on a Disney streaming service. I can't for the life of me see how they would take Daredevil as it is now and try and, I don't want to say dumb it down, but make it more parent and kid friendly uh, for people who are going to be on that service. 
So I feel like the realistic outcome at this point is that all the shows are probably going to undergo some sort of soft reboot. Um, I personally would like that they continue as from where they left off, but I feel like the realistic outcome at this point is that they will undergo a soft reboot and essentially start from scratch. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe, who knows, maybe that's a way that they can integrate these characters into the the Marvel shared universe because really up until this point there there, there haven't there hasn't been any kind of clear sign that they're part of the shared universe other than the odd reference here and there like you two both know that I I hated season two of Jessica Jones but I nearly fell out of my seat when she mentions the wrath I was like oh my god thank you <laughs> thank you finally the one thing that got me excited 13 episodes in thank you Thank you. Now I can go back to watching someone just stare at, you know, paint dry, essentially, with the season <laughs> two. End rant. Um, I mean, you know, so much shit from that from people. Like, that's so insensitive. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I um, I feel like the shows are going to undergo a soft reboot. And even though I just gave it a ton of crap, what are they going to do with Jessica Jones? You can't air a show like Jessica Jones on a service that's going to be primarily used by kids under the age of 13, you know? So, yeah, soft reboot, I think, is the most likely outcome. I mean, I think there's something there to be said about, like like you said, it's for kids. But, I mean, the kids aren't paying for this on their own. So I think there's got to be something, a bit of an incentive for the adults who are you know paying for this for the yeah, family. So true. I think that, I mean, I don't think it's, it's, it's strange to think about, but I don't think that, like, the Marvel shows as they stand on Netflix will be out of place on the streaming service. Yeah, I, I think like Netflix has like a Netflix kids kind of thing. I, I, I feel like if Disney, like we said this last time in the last episode, but if, if Disney brands their um, streaming service as, you know, something that's not obviously like with the title Disney in it, then I could see it standing as, a, you know, a more not just kid focused or family focused kind of um, content platform, streaming platform, but more, you know, there's something kind of for everyone, you know, it doesn't have to be like rated. There's not, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to have like a bunch of shows that are R rated with like violence and stuff. But I mean, this is a little tangent, but I, I keep going on Netflix and I keep seeing like um, the category whenever I'm browsing, there's like kids and family movies and there's yeah. Dr. Strange is there. And I'm like, Oh, you know, <laughs> okay. Like, isn't the first scene, isn't the first scene with a villain in this movie, him cutting someone's head, someone's head off. So um, I think yeah. kind of the bar for kid at quote quid kid entertainment is kind of slowly they're kind of pushing that envelope a little bit. So, um, but yeah, you know, I like you said, I would love for it to to continue where they left off, but I feel like if if it's going to move and there's going to be new teams and whatnot, they're just going to either do a soft reboot or just wrap, like wrap it up somehow, you know character comes back and you know shakes some sense into the other character and all right let's go let's be a team let's do this together i don't know um you know what just, just occurred to me though hmm. <laughs> this is basically the post thanos snap yeah. <laughs> it finally caught up it finally caught up to luke cage and iron fist that's There's essentially been so what many it memes is. about that i think it was one of the first <laughs> it was like one of the most upvoted comments on on reddit it's like wow even the Thanos snap affected, like, got rid of half of the Netflix shows. Yeah. You know, I, as much and as that, in, like, Jessica Jones season two, I hope 
it stays past. I mean, if season three is good, I hope it stays. Um, Daredevil, they'd be crazy to kind of do the canceling thing, but you never know what's happening behind the scenes. We can only speculate so much. But, you know, let's see what the future will hold. And I hope Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Uh, I, you said earlier that um, Mike Coulter had a quote for kind of. Yeah, so we got it right here. Mm-hmm. So Mike Coulter posted to his Instagram. Uh, he hasn't like issued a formal statement, but it's social media these days, right? So here's what he wrote on his Instagram account. <clears throat> Luke Cage represented something more than just entertainment. Luke Cage added to our social commentary and made viewers think by challenging the norm and putting out a character that reflected the everyday hero, one with flaws, strengths, and everything in between. I am forever grateful to Marvel and Netflix for letting me portray such a prolific character and thank the amazing fans. As one door closes, another is open with the birth of my second daughter, born this week, a lot of great memories. Time to make more. Always forward. Forward always. That is awesome. That's awesome. And congrats to Mike Coulter on his uh, second child. That's yeah, awesome. for sure. That's that's mm-hmm. good to see he has that attitude. I saw um, Finn Jones kind of posting when. Yeah. So like the timeline was you know Iron Fist season, Iron Fist got canceled and there's you know um, he kind of put like a you know everyone on that show put out a. a how grateful they were to have a second season and you know yeah. how happy they were and you know whatever the future holds mm-hmm. and then luke cage got canceled and then they were like um there's kind of like the bro- brotherhood between both characters and their actors and you know they posted the uh the punch to the to, to luke cage's fist on <laughs> on their social media which was like a nice touch um yeah and it sucks you know there is a brotherly bond between the characters mm-hmm. and i feel like the actors too they have good chemistry so I, it would be definitely a shame if we'd never see them again. So let's see uh, what happens. Fingers crossed for, for everyone and all the fans. Um, cool. So our next subject um, is uh, one that came out a while ago, but I feel like there's so much to talk about. Is um, DC slash Warner Brothers have supposedly uh, got James Gunn to work on Suicide Squad 2. So... I believe most reports and news articles said he's confirmed to write, but rumored to direct. So, like, this is just, when I heard this, I was like, well, fucking hell. Like, the first first Suicide Squad was basically, like, trying to imitate Guardians of the Galaxy 1 on so many things. And the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 did the whole bad guys trying to do good things so much better yeah. than than Suicide Squad one was. So for me, I'm like, holy crap, like this is perfect, especially with the shit that James Gunn has had to go through and, you know, kind of being ousted by, by Marvel and, and forced to kind of deal with, you know, the, the nonsense um, that forced yeah. him out. I think this is a good way for him to kind of get his creative, you know, directing and writing and whatever to continue kind of the good work that he does. Yeah. What do you guys think of, of this? Well, I'll say this. Lesson to be learned from James Gunn. Think twice before you post something stupid on your social media. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I've just gotten more paranoid as I've gotten older. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm working as well. We all have jobs. You have the right to say what you want. There are always consequences. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of politically incorrect humor, but that is stuff that I will, will only 
disclose between close friends of mine mm-hmm. and family. But even there, I know what the what my limits are, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just so just as a heads up to everyone else, if you have a joke that you know is fucked up, sorry, I'm trying to cut back on my cursing. I'll make it a New Year's resolution. Think twice about it. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: that's something that happened years ago. I feel like he is a different. He's a very different person from who he was back then. I don't know how long ago it was when, the, when those tweets were sent out. Um, but you can't deny it. He worked magic with the first two Guardian films. Um, took a very kind of obscure title and turned it into one of the more popular um, popular films within the current Marvel Universe, right? That's not an easy undertaking. So seeing him transition to DC, I feel like that's a huge slap in the face to Marvel. Um, I was even thinking about it. I mean, I, I just imagine Kevin Feige in the Bane mask and like <laughs> hauling up James Gunn. And he's like, I am the League of Marvel. <laughs> and you betrayed us. <laughs> just holding him up. So, you know, if it is true... I think it's a good thing for DC because Lord knows their current batch of films have been very hit or miss. So if he's writing, that's great. I think it's even better if he's directing. Uh, Who knows? He might be able to blend the kind of humor with drama and action like he did with Guardians, right? So right now, I hope DC and Warner Brothers doesn't screw that up because that's the best thing they currently have going. Mm-hmm. For sure, Leon. What do you think? Like, is this something? Is this good news for you or bad news for you? Or, um, I think that recently, I mean, from the beginning, uh, Man of Steel, I enjoyed. I still would defend that one. Batman versus Superman, unpopular opinion. I enjoyed that movie a lot more than everyone else did. Um, I remember thinking at the time, I I can't remember if I saw that first or if I saw Deadpool first. But Deadpool is a movie that did not resonate at all with me and i watched batman versus superman i'm like this is i I enjoyed that a lot better than deadpool so um by the time wonder woman and justice league came around i wasn't really interested uh i finally saw wonder woman i think like early this year or something it didn't really catch me and then i saw the trailer for shazam and i'm like wow this is a really good trailer i mean i can't say it's a good movie yet but i think that's the step in the right direction and then with the new aquaman trailer coming out um, I think that they're making some good steps here. And I think um, bringing James Gunn is, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't ever think it was ever on their minds, but the fact that it just landed this way is probably perfect. Um, I don't know if either of you came across this quote, not a quote, but um, it was just kind of the idea that maybe James Gunn would have never done Guardians of the Galaxy 3, at least not directed, because there was, um, I think it was when two wrapped up, he kind of said like, you know, it's so emotional. Like I poured in all my, like everything I have into making this movie. And like, I can't imagine doing that again. So, you know, I wonder if maybe mm-hmm. he feels like he's off the hook and, you know, he gets to go on to this thing where there's maybe not the same level of expectations. Um, I think that he'll do much better than, you know, what we got with Suicide Squad. I forgot to mention that even in there yeah i did not enjoy suicide squad either i enjoyed seeing toronto in a movie that was that was fun (laughs) but um yeah Yeah. i think dc is slowly i think they're kind of getting back on track and kind of making 
better choices. So I think it's a, I mean, how can it go wrong? I, I don't think it'll go wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of something I had. That that was something like that was I was I was thinking too. It's like this is kind of if they do kind of go in this direction where they're kind of giving more creative freedom to their directors and trying to focus less on this kind of shared universe narrative and more of like, let's make every movie stand on their own, be enjoyable, be a, um, you know, something that anyone can go in and watch and have a good time with. And it's, it's not building up to something um, kind of like what Marvel's been doing with their last, you know, most of phase three. Um, and I really would be happy if, with DC if they did that. Um, and I feel like getting someone like James Gunn who has such a, you know, he can go in with a movie with a theme and concepts and stuff, and I feel like he maps those out really well. Like no one, no one can kind of deny that. Like he took Guardian, he made Guardians of the Galaxy a household name. Without without him and his vision, um, Guardians of the Galaxy would just be the C team comic book that no one knows about. But now because of him, yeah. they've come to prominence, and. You know, even Suicide Squad at the time, and and I think if you don't look at the movies, um, mm-hmm. just purely from a comic perspective, I feel like Suicide Squad has more of a more of a you know they're more well known in the comics comic books, and even the um, animated movies. There's two animated movies with the Suicide Squad. I feel like those animated movies captured the whole kind of the whole concept or, or feel of what Suicide Squad should be better than the movie did. So um, more kind of like black ops villains hired by the government to do a black, op, black ops missions that no one else would. Um, right. Hence the name Suicide Squad because they're, they're going to do these missions that are basically suicide missions. Whereas the movie, they just shoehorn them in to be these heroes who save the, the, the world. Which is like, you know, no, they should be going to do these things, and some of them are actually going to die, and and um, yeah. you know, there's it's gonna it's not gonna be clean, it's gonna be dirty, but like at the end of the day, they're doing something that um, no one else does, and it might save the world. Who knows? But yeah, I feel like uh, I would really like to see if they did if we open the internet tomorrow, open the internet, open. Uh, <laughs> If I open Reddit tomorrow and I see, you know, James Gunn confirmed, I'm like, cool, I'm going to watch it, you know. And I feel like, you know, he can carry on with the old cast. Maybe there'll be a few, like maybe two or three or five characters from the first movie and just everyone else is brand new, new concept. Um, They don't really have to pick up from the first movie that much because the, the first movie is like open and shut. You know, they didn't really, they didn't really... I'll give props to them. They didn't really like force a sequel kind of sequel bait with the end of, of, of the, of the first movie, which is a miracle because considering what they did with all the other uh, DC universe movies. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, it, it was definitely cool to see. And I'm happy that if he doesn't direct, at least if he's just writing, I'm happy that he's at least getting to work after what happened to him. You know, I kind of agree with flaws. Like, it's the internet, like whatever you, whatever you put on the internet, it's permanent. Like cover your ass, if yeah. if if especially in today's days and day and age where, uh, no matter your intentions, it's how whatever comes across. If it can be interpreted in a bad way, people yeah. are gonna interpret it in a bad way. So just you know, yeah. 
Well, you, you know, the one thing I was going to bring up, uh, third films are usually tricky. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Marvel's run, Marvel and Disney have run in a lot of trouble with the third film because, well, let's, let's not forget, Disney has had a pretty spotty past uh, when it comes to their own kind <clears> of <throat> incursions into racism, right? If you go back and watch some of the older Disney ca- cartoons, they're pretty, pretty rancid in the way they portray, you know, minorities and the way they show them in the animations. Mm-hmm. Um, even Walt Disney himself was apparently anti-Semitic. So I think Disney can't really talk. I mean, obviously they have to do what's best for their company and Marvel mm-hmm. has to follow suit since they're owned by Disney. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, everything has kind of been halted on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And it seems like a lot of the cast members, I know Dave Bautista especially has said he's not going to return for a third film if James Gunn isn't involved. And he even asked Marvel to terminate his contract. And I think I think the last thing I saw is that he wanted to be in the Suicide Squad if James Gunn was going to be on board. So I feel like Marvel and Disney did not anticipate how loyal people were to James Gunn. Um, so who knows? I mean, it's first as Batista... It could be the rest of the cast or a few more, a few other members of the cast who decide, all right, screw it. The hell with Disney, hell with Marvel. We we did. They're all going to reappear in the second Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. They could look at that and be like, all right, fine. That's it. We can just walk off right now. Yeah, what and they, they could. It's not too late to kind of reshoot something to have. Yeah. I don't know if they, because I did read also that, that Guardians 3 got pushed back. So there could be something that they could shoehorn in, not shoehorn in, but kind of creatively um, allude to something maybe not happening like a a third season. Maybe everyone, you know, lives happily ever after. Everyone goes their own way, you know, and uh, it's just left at that. But we'll see. Um, So, yeah, um, in terms of DC with Suicide Squad 2, let's see. Um, we, you know, especially with how Aquaman is looking and how Shazam is looking, I feel like it's, it's a good direction. And I, I really, you know, as much as I used to shit on DC and, 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 you know, play the Marvel fanboy, uh, just for fun, I really do want DC to su- succeed. And with, you know, those two movies that I just mentioned, how they're looking, I hope they turn out well. And with, if Suicide Squad 2 is with James Gunn, then, you know. That's a good sign. So, you know what? Forgot about the uh, Joker movie coming up. I don't know if this has been on your either of your radars at all because I totally forgot to even mention it in our uh, little group chat. But that's coming along, not too bad. I mean, the director is kind of you know he's he did what Wedding Crashers. He did some other like he's never done anything like this. So, but uh, yeah, either of you have any uh, opinions on this? Did you watch the little teaser they put together on Instagram? I'm not too crazy about it. I mean, it looks cool. It at least it's not Jared Leto. <laughs> um, but I think after Suicide Squad and Jared Leto, I'm like you anything's know, better. I'm kind of like uh, burned out on like how many times we can see the Joker yeah. in the span of like what like ten years, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like the third iteration of him. That said, I love you know they did the same with Spider Man, but he's Spider Man, and I feel like at least they introduced him in. Civil War in such a good way that made me want to see yeah. the, the solo movie. But um, you know, I'll, I'll look. I'll. I, I mean, 
if a trailer comes out, I'll check it out. And uh, but right now, I feel like it's a little overhyped for for my my. It looks cool. The design looks cool. It's definitely better better than Jared Leto, but it's not grabbing me. Foz, what do you think? I feel like Jared Leto was just hired for the Thirty Seconds to Mars fans. <laughs> I mean, every and I don't know what it is. I mean, I mean, this sounds so. I mean, this is this is gonna sound wrong, but it, it's always the fangirls that have to ruin these things. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, it's it's like, oh, Jared Leto's in the movie. Yeah, it does, it's probably gonna suck then. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, his take on the Joker. Uh, uh, Nothing remarkable about it, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, but Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. I think he could pull it off. Whether or not it's connected to the rest of the films, I feel like it's very much a standalone film. Yeah. It's just in its own universe. Um, but, you know, you will see characters like Thomas Wayne. So that's an odd one. And, you know, are they kind of pulling a Gotham where, you know, Bruce Wayne is super young and he's having all these interactions with these, you know, villains when they're all young and naive and you see the kind of transition that they go through to get where they are when, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne is an adult and has taken on the mantle of Batman. Is that what they're trying to do in the standalone Joker film? I don't know, but I'll probably go watch it right now. If I'm being perfectly honest, out of all the films coming out of the DC slate, that's the one that I'm most interested in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Leon, I guess you already said like you, you, you're the one who brought it up, so it's it's in your radar for sure, right? Yeah, mm. I mean, it's not, I'm not, I don't have high hopes. Like, I feel like you know, DC is just kind of rushing to put out what they can to, you know, they're kind of like scrambling at this point. So, I mean, we didn't need a Joker movie, nobody's, I don't think anyone's out there like, oh, yeah, this is what I really want to see. Like, I think people are still able to look back at the dark knight and still appreciate that so i think that they're just kind of um throwing things out of wall and seeing what sticks but you know i'll wait till we get more footage and get more you know um more information about the movie yeah like and i feel like you know i think we can all agree that maybe they are getting better over time maybe i don't know i feel like it could go somewhere. Um, so yeah, we're almost at the hour mark. So we just want to throw in uh, one last subject, which is more of the comic book related um, subject, uh, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy comic uh, book. It's getting relaunched for 2019 with the creative team of writer Donnie Cates and artist Jeff Shaw. Um so it's going to be a whole new team. They they have this whole two-page spread, which I talked about in uh, our last episode. But they, they've released uh, teasers and kind of finalized what the team's going to be. So with the with the so I mean, just with the creative team of Donnie Cates and, and Jeff Shaw, I love their work with uh, Thanos Wins, uh, which was uh, the last Thanos uh, Volume 3. Uh, really good story, really good art. Uh, definitely really enjoyed it. It's this whole, you know, what if Thanos wins in the future, but uh, Thanos travels to the future to see his future self. And it's just a really good setup and, and story. And and they, they go all crazy with it. Uh, Donnie Cates is also killing it right now on Cosmic Ghost Rider. 
So uh, I'm already like interested in this. And uh, so the new Guardians team uh, will be a six-person team drawn from the following roster. Uh, I just mentioned Cosmo Ghostwriter. It's so cool to see him now being on a team, even though he's kind of this alternate dimension character. Um, I guess he'll find a way to kind of, kind of come back to the present. Uh, Silver Surfer, Adam Warlock, Nova, Better Ray Bill, um, Philavel, Moon Dragon, Darkhawk, and Gladiator, as well as the uh, current kind of Guardians members, Star Lord and Groot. So. My initial impression, real quick, is just this is like a powerhouse team that's probably going to take on like huge galactic threats, you know. So yeah. there's like huge heavy hitters on this. Gladiator is probably like you know one of the Shi'ar Empire's like champions, basically. Um, Silver Surfer is huge. Adam Warlock is huge. Beta Beta Ray Beta Ray Bill is like another huge ca- character. So um, it's a definitely a huge start. A huge like you know i'm definitely interested in, in seeing what happens with this what do you guys think um well i, I think you sound like trump a little bit it's gonna be huge <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great they're gonna conquer it's the gonna, universe they're gonna build I walls characters. i know beta rebuild he's a personal friend <laughs> I'm, just, no, I'm just i'm just fucking <laughs> uh, yeah no it's it's a pretty insane lineup um i uh, i guess they really want to mix things up because i feel like marvel at least lately in my opinion has kind of just been rehashing um older storylines with different outcomes so redoing the whole infinity gauntlet saga again right um and that makes sense you had infinity war that came out this year they did a similar thing with ant-man and wasp where they released like a a five issue mini series i think um a limited series not a mini series uh five uh, five issue limited series comics that they i think tied in i don't think it tied into the movie but i think it was just came out at the same time as that man and wasp yeah they capitalize so, on a lot yeah so it, but you know i think it's cool that they're doing something that really isn't backing a film and i haven't really read a lot of the guardians comics but the lineup alone sounds pretty sick so who knows? We'll we'll see where they go with it in the future. I feel like these teams could you know continue to change over the years. So uh, you know, kind of like the current roster of the Avengers, I think they're really just trying to mix it up and um, provide people with new interesting content rather than a, rather than just rehash you know similar storylines and similar variations of teams that we've seen in the past because. As much as people probably love the classic lineup of Guardians, and I'm pretty sure people feel the same way about the Avengers, you want to see new blood, right? Uh, you want to see new people on the team. You want to see different interactions. You want to see uh, different struggles, right? Every, you know, not everyone works the same together. So that's good on the writers, good on Marvel. And you know, if I, I mean, I, I like I said, I haven't really read a lot of the. The, the comics for Guardians, so I, I might just end up picking this one up. Great, great. Uh, Leon, what, what do you think? Yeah, I'm like you. Uh, I haven't delved into the comics. Um, the movie was my first introduction to the team at all, um, and I just loved it so much. I watched it, you know, first day in theater. I watched it the second day in theater. I think first time ever I've ever done that. Um, and I think I tried one volume of 
the comic that kind of came around the same time. And I just, I feel like I don't get the same impression or the same, I don't get the same feeling um, as from the movie. And I just kind of want to keep my movie like love separate and not go into the comics. Cause I feel like it won't compare, but um, Donnie Cates, um, I don't have much experience. Like I've been reading cosmic ghostwriter. So I know, you know, he can handle this. I haven't quite, you know, picked up on what his kind of style is or anything but i think that given that he's been doing you know tackling thanos and tackling this cosmic ghostwriter um i have no doubts that it's going to be a good series Mm -hmm. cool cool yeah and i think the only last thing to say is like okay with the old roster drax isn't there gamora isn't there rocket isn't there what's what's happening to them um i kind of did a little research and i know there's already like been solicitations for like the stuff in the new year. So, and there's speculation on what might, what happen with these characters, but well, I mean, right now, um, Gamora is Requiem in the infinity wars, uh, um, event story that's, that's happening right now. So she's kind of the villain, but you know, what's going to happen Is she going to be redeemed. Are these characters still going to be around? Uh, you know, Star-Lord and Groot just being the remaining guys um, from the original team. And, you know, they didn't, they've never really had the best dynamic. I think it's always been Rocket and Groot. So hopefully um, they come back eventually. And and like Fawaz said, like they always change things up. Sometimes they'll throw it back to the classic lineup in like two, three years. So you never know. But I agree. It's it's definitely interesting. And I'm definitely, uh, you know, really want to pick this up and, and see what's going to happen. Cool, cool. So that's our uh, Marvel segment, and uh, we're going to go dig in now into the uh, metal subjects coming right up. 